0: Out Yo, 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 yo. Yo, 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 yo. This is like a very Hollywood episode. Yo, yo, yo. Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollyhood, Holly could if she would. Hi.
1: <laughs>
0: this is What You Think It Is by the Yo's. And also, if you look at your phone or whatever device you are absorbing these audio waves from, you know it's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. All uh, right. Yes. Oh, welcome. this is the best. Welcome back into the lair. <laughs> welcome back.
2: To the house of LOL.
0: <laughs> come if you dare. Ha 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 Okay. LOL <laughs> haunted house.
2: I feel like Rachel would just like be scaring everybody by like yo
0: yo 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 <laughs> Oh my just god! Just come be out so... the shadows
2: and just scare little kids and.
0: So much. My... Oh, with the uh, yo's Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be so much fun. Maybe it would be L.O. dressed as like a zombie or
2: something for, you know, dramatic effect. Okay,
0: like, guess what? Guess who's already dressed up as a zombie but got paid for it? Do you who? Did I ever tell you guys <laughs> that I was part of a Bud Light publicity stunt back in the day Uh-oh. where they did special effects makeup on me? I was part of, like, I don't know, a thousand, and we all roamed the city carrying six packs of Bud Light around. The- I never told you what I did you this.
2: Th- what were you, the Drinking Dead? Yeah, <laughs> it was. It,
0: yeah, it was around the time that the Walking Dead came out with one of their seasons. And shout out to our friend Karina Ortiz, by the way, who is now a member reoccurring on the cast of the Walking Dead. Oh, shout out nice. to Karina. Yes. Speaking of the Walking Dead, our people are on television. Okay. Right. So I had that was an organic shout out, wasn't it? That so, was. It was yeah. almost
2: like you had it ready to go. I
0: don't know. So I they did like special effects makeup on all of us, and we had to board the train. I was on the Queen's crew, so it was crazy. I had like a gash in my face, and I was like, and I couldn't I talk. It. I had to be in character the whole time. Wow. I was like, like getting on the train. <laughs> it was so much fun. All right, it's not about me dressing up like a zombie, but I'm glad that you mentioned zombie because I have played her before. Um. Hey, whoever wants you to play. Zombo,
2: you were a zomborican.
0: I was Zombilicious.
2: Uh. Right? I was
0: zombinican. Um,
1: <laughs> What
0: are we doing? What are we doing here? What are we doing? Okay, let's bring it back. We're doing a podcast. Hi. Okay, I think you know who we are by now, but just in case, JIC. Hi, I'm Rachel LaLoca. Hi. Hey. Hey.
2: Hola, I'm Jay Farris.
0: Hey, Jamie.
3: Como estas, everybody? It's Frank Nibs from Washington Heights.
0: Yes! The Three Musketeers are live. here. Live Candy. from
2: Washington Heights. Yes. Yo,
0: Washington Heights, yo. A lot going on up there, yo. Yeah, um, and um, it's, Dominican, it's Dominican season. It's Leo season, but it's also it Dominican season. It
3: Dominican parade season. yesterday in the Bronx. I I... It got a little live in the, the Heights. You know, a lot of parties. It was crazy, you know?
0: Oh, right, because the ca- spillover...
3: Yeah, spill over. It's calming down now. You know, all night partying. You know how we get. It's right. calming down on your block, maybe.
2: Oh, snap. yeah, right, yeah, nah, 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 right. Juggy. Oh. It's actually quiet right now <laughs> while I'm recording this. It's a, yeah, it's, a, it's, uh, it's Monday. It goes, Monday is chill. Monday is nobody's. Everybody's <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah, like. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> It's, it's just another, you know, Manic Monday Maybe it's yeah. like,
0: oh, that's good, that's a good 80s song uh, Maybe it's like Bingo Night And all the viejas are out, that's why it's so quiet Like, maybe they're all at the basement of the church right now Playing bingo or something
2: bingo. <laughs> They do it in the park around here Oh, wow oh, They get they all well like, around squirrels. Around you, squirrels Squirrels oh picking out the numbers for them and shit <laughs>
0: Right Squirrels, stop don't know how eating bingo works. that I
2: don't know how bingo works Do you pick your own numbers? I forgot
0: Somebody Jamie, usually like... spins the ball, right? They yeah. spin the thing out
2: but they bring their own, like they bring their own desks and chairs, chairs and, 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 and they everything. Just is. Put, they just do it in the park. And there's like two different groups there's and two different sides of the park. And I wonder if they have beef, Oh, you know, because it's like, oh, did, they, did one group say like, yo, this is our side of the park. You don't, don't play bingo. <laughs> but it's a lot of them, Jamie. Don't play bingo like- here. Go over there. It's like 50 people, right? Sitting in there, right? Bingo. yeah and Are they
0: playing for money? Or is it just like bingo bragging rights?
2: I have no idea And they don't even look like they're having fun They just look like they're forced to be there <laughs> They're miserable the they're, they're loyal They're there every every week
0: Maybe they're all there Like they owe bodega debt to like the bodeguero And he's like, okay, you don't have to pay me Boy, you have to come play bingo with me For a trial part <laughs>
2: It might be like a ghetto nursery home. It's like, okay, man, I want you to sit down here, hang out here for a couple of hours. I'll pick you up later. Oh,
0: yeah, like the kids pay you going?
2: <laughs> Donde tú va?
0: Oh my god! Ay, pero ella uh, me tiene jugando bingo en el parque, maldita sea. Los mosquitos me está molestando, me está picando. No hay nada para comer, coño. <laughs> Yo. Oh my God! Um, well, look, there's a lot of stuff going on in the community, you know, yeah. um, out in the community and on the airwaves, the TV in, the, in
2: Hollywood, Hollywood. Uh,
0: so oh, yeah, yeah. We just yi.
2: had uh, Claudia Foristieri. Forestieri.
0: I oh, shout I out. Pronounced to... that right? Yeah, you um, are Good, you good, Jamie. You good.
2: That was one of my favorite interviews of the season, and she was talking about the show that she created, Gordita Chronicles. Woo-hoo. Um everybody was excited about it. It got like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Woo-hoo. Um you know, so pretty much across the board people were digging it. And um and HBO Max this week has canceled it. Cool. Uh, they canceled Gordita Chronicles after one season.
3: Jeez.
1: Uh,
2: now, if you look deeper into the story, um the reason that HBO Max canceled it is because they are like focusing uh they're not focusing on live action kids and family programming anymore, even though I, I think that show is still uh, I-, I think Gortita Chronicles is a comedy that everybody can enjoy. I don't, right. really, I don't really see its limit you know, I don't know like if you label it as a family show, like it's just funny. Um, but that is the reason that they made the difficult decision to end Gortita Chronicles at HBO Max. Um mm. they did it, they did uh and, you know, they did say that it, it earned a critical acclaim and a loyal following, which you have seen online because a lot of people are kind of like another, gr- you know, another Latino show not given a chance Bonchere. to kind of to, to flourish and continue and grow. Um, the good news is that they are looking uh, for a new home. Hmm. So, you know, um, again, shout out to Claudia. for Steady. Um, the, um, um, Brigitte Munoz-Liebowitz, who's also, uh, a showrunner. Um, and then, you know, you got Eva Longoria and jo- Zoe Saldana, like the producers and stuff like that. So no, but I why feel this like those women what? are going to find, you know, they got some favors they can ask, you know, I'm sure Zoe would be like, yo, come on.
3: But why you guys think this keeps on happening? I don't get it. What's going on? We came out of that screening, Rachel, and people were clapping and everything was like,
0: there was a buzz, and It was like right? on the up
3: and up. I, I don't get it. What's going on? I we're don't know. To I feel like too. Everybody Max... was upset with We're Hentified, right? Everybody was upset with that. What's going on? I, I saw people saying like, yo, I watch it. I support. Like,
2: I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, it could be advertising. I don't know how, how, how much HBO Max advertised it. Did they advertise it really hard to, you know, uh, and aggressively? Uh, so, I, you know, some people can, you know, look at that. Uh, other people, again, if, if they're if, if it's true that they're going in a completely different direction, it seems like bad luck, bad timing. But who knows? With Hollywood, it's always they say one thing, but it might be, you know, they're not completely being honest. I don't know. I mean, I think that it's good enough to find a new home, though. And a lot of these shows lately, um, even one day at a time, managed to find a new home for a couple of years after they after they were after they were canceled. Uh, it's tough out there in in these TV streets, right? Mm. Rachel, any thoughts?
0: I concur with your thoughts. You know, there's always seem, it just seems to always be a missing part of the puzzle, right? We hear from so many of these showrunners and producers and writers that, oh, marketing or, oh, you know, change of programming, you know, change of format or, you know, whatever the case may be. It doesn't take away from the sadness. We left that screening, to Frank's point, kind of chanting, some of us aloud and some of us internally, that we finally see a Dominican family on television. So I think the natural reaction is to feel like something was just taken away from us. Right. But as our guest um, speaks to, I think it's also our our job to call out some positives also that came out of this. There is a season one of Gordita Chronicles. And in that season, there is education on the light and vibrancy of our Latino culture, specifically Dominican. Also the story of, uh, you know, um, an Italian father, you know, that not only, you know, the, the first show that we see on television may not be the typical Dominican experience to somebody here in New York, but I also think that it's a really deep experience. That's almost a microcosm of what we're seeing in this country anyway. And I say that as a biracial Dominican, I think that let's just take my story. For example, my dad's you know, Russian, Russian Jewish, Eastern European. My mom is Dominican. Like, do you know how much I related to Gordita Chronicles? And mm. I'm in my head, I'm saying to myself, "This is what the country looks like. This is what we need." You mm. know, um, maybe they weren't ready. Maybe they weren't ready. When
3: are they going to be ready? And that's—I always hear that answer. You I'm know what? not that's, that's, saying
0: that. I okay, am not okay. saying that. Okay, okay. That's not my excuse because I'm sad. You know, but ah, uh, executives. I, I don't know. You know, the, the check signers, right? maybe they're not ready. Maybe they're learning, but they're still not ready. I don't know the case, but we have we to celebrate it. need like our own it. Latino
3: Hollywood, like, you know, like, uh, you know, Tyler Perry opened up his own, you know, uh, you know, space for, you know, African-Americans. I think we need that eventually, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, but we he's can the have our writes own all stuff. the shows. <laughs> hey, yeah, but we need to hire
2: any writers,
3: though. Uh,
0: but. Um. Can I we, also... need those type of,
3: we need that type of financing, you know what I mean? I, I think, you know, with all the Latinos, the Mexicans, the Cubans, the Dominicans, the Puerto Ricans, I could keep on going. We need our own financing, you know, to our stories and our productions the way we want to see them. Because, Rachel, you know, I, I love to go to Dita Chronicles, but, you know, some people have little exceptions with the storyline and, the, you know, and certain things, too.
2: That's the thing with these Latino projects, too, is that Latinos are never the Latinos are the biggest haters as well um let's be real they hate on their own shit and because they have so much passion for their culture but like they they can hate like no other and so if they don't like something they're they're gonna it's gonna be they're gonna be heard so I don't know it's tough sometimes when you have detractors for everything right and I think Nothing's gonna please everybody, you know what I'm saying? And, um, and I, you know, and I'm not the type to support anything. Like, I like Gordita Chronicles because I thought it was really well done and it was funny. But if it was a crappy show, we wouldn't even be talking about it, Latino or not. So, um, I just think we need to, you know, celebrate, you know, support. Um, and you don't even, if you're not, even if you're not watching it, like, don't just shit on it just because you assume that it's, you know, uh, offending you in some way or not representing because all these shows can't represent everybody's Latino experience, yo. Like this That's is yeah. a yeah, particular, yeah, so bad, so bad. and we had um, we had uh, <clears throat> sorry, we had Claudia on on the air saying the same thing. This is her story. This is not everybody Latino story. So I think we got to. Some people got to stop judging stuff on, on their, you know, because it doesn't represent their story because then we're never going to have any Latinos, Latino shows or movies that last, you know, we're not going to have any shows that last another second season and we're not going to have any movies that get funding. Um, and so whatever, you know, it might, you know, it it, it is what it is. That's my opinion. I think, I think, um, and again, it has to be quality because I'm not going to, I, I'm not going to defend the show if it's not good, but I thought La- Gordita Chronicles was a solid show that, that yeah. deserves a second season. And and again, I, 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 uh, I hope it finds one. Cause also in this TV landscape, you, you, yeah, you do get second chances at, at times, you know,
0: can I, I don't just know say, if anybody
2: wants to dispute what I said though.
0: Um, no, I, no, I want to actually say something about Claudia Foristieri's heart, um, She I I don't know how she's breathing because she had a hell hell of a week. Okay, I'll just put it to you this way, because the same week that we found out Gordita Chronicles was canceled. We found out that our girl Claudia Forisieri, creator and executive producer of Gordita Chronicles, signed a deal with Sony Pictures Television. (laughs) Come on, people. The, I mean she must I don't even know like oh my God what a roller coaster I guess yeah. this is Hollywood right because yeah. now she has a newly launched production banner called Mama Lou Productions and she's going to be uh, writing developing scripted series for cable and streaming in comedy and drama that's incredible. Oh
2: so, wow. And that's a good, that, that's like you said, Rachel, there's, there's good that comes out of the show, right? Yes. These, people, these, these people are getting recognized and you want, you want more Latinos behind the camera? Writing, show running, producing, that's, that's important for the, you know, that's important.
0: Let's follow the trajectory, people. I think we're learning the formula and people like Claudia, Peter Murieta, people like Eric Galindo, they're really showing us the hieroglyphics. So let's just read Ooh, into it. Whoa. They're leaving the
3: hieroglyphics.
0: They're leaving behind the Latino hieroglyphics for us. So it's us to it's up to us to see the signs, interpret, and take action. I speak for myself. I don't know if you're of that same train of thought, but I bow down to the people with the pitchforks in their hands, like Claudia and those other people I mentioned, because they're pioneering the way. So, you know, it must take a lot. I appreciate what they're doing out there. And let's go. Sony Television. So watch Claudia Foristieri. Keep your eye on her. She's going to be blessing us with more greatness coming soon, right? So- It's really exciting. Let's just look at the positivity of this journey because, you know, back in the day, there was only I love Lucy. That was it. You know, that was the only representation. At least now we are the creators. You know, there's more of us out there. We just gotta keep doing it. Let's just keep, keep doing pushing, it. Keep pushing, and, keep and pushing, keep like, pushing. So Jamie's point, like applaud one another. Let's support yeah. one another. I'm so tired. I get because pa- we hear this at every acceptance speech, don't we? At like the film festivals. Like, yo, thank you so much. I work really hard on this project. Shout out to everybody involved. But yo, we gotta support each other. Yo, we gotta support each other. What
3: the that fuck? That I agree with. I agree with fuck,
0: that. Fuck Latinos. But, you know,
3: but can, can I tell you something? I think yeah. the problem with us, so, Latinos, we don't we don't know how to constructively, you know, you know. Tell someone, I, I, you know what, I'm supporting you. I don't, I, 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 look, this, this is my, I'm old school. Like, go I'm going to support you. If I, if I support you, I'm supporting you, whether I like your film or not. I'm supporting you. Like, I I think that's what every group did in the past. They support each other. You know what I mean? Sometimes you may not like somebody's project, but you know what? Later on, when you do something, that person's supporting you and that's how you move forward. I, you know, that's, that's my old school. Unless it's really bad. Right, of course. I mean, obviously, right? <laughs> there's but you some, need that, to there's of... some things that are undeniably
0: bad that I'm like, I'm sorry. You can't support. I can't support, support
3: this. No. Right. I, I mean, if it's, something, I, if it's something, let's say something outside your moral code or something like that, I totally understand. But we don't support each other in terms of, let's say, for example, in the Heights. Okay, I understand. You didn't like in the Heights, this and that. But I'm not going to trash it. I'm not going to put it down. You know what? I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to take my kids. I'm going to take my family. I'm going to support it. You know what? There's Latinos on it. I don't. I don't need to like every little single thing I'm supporting. There's some people yeah. they want to nitpick and they don't want to support all and, the way. You have to support your people.
2: I don't, and like, my thing is like, you can criticize, like, I, I, I'm a critical as uh, anybody, but, um, c- you know, keep that same energy when it's, when it's a non-Latino project that you dislike. Because, true. you know, like, you're not, you're not like yelling it from the rooftops when you don't like, any, you know, a non-Latino project, you're probably just like, yeah, eh, it's not for me. When it's a Latino project, Latinos are like, yo, where's the bullhorn? This is, uh, you know, this doesn't represent me. And if you're going to use the, you know, we're, we're, we're a, not a monolith excuse, um, or, or, you know, um, then you can't be mad that there's individual stories that are being told. You know, what you need to be mad at is, that we're not they're not hiring all types of latinos to tell their stories right and I, I think the anger needs to be more at hollywood in general and how the sausage is made like we have to be more we have to be more pissed off at that and and that is something that i don't know it's always been a, a uphill battle um for for us for minorities in general but spe- you know especially telling latino stories. Um, we get, like, little shots here and there, and then when those oh, don't when work out, there's a drought, again. and then we try again, and then there's a drought. Um, so, anyway, creators keep writing. Um, writers keep writing. Creators keep creating. And just keep keep putting stuff out there, and eventually some stuff is going to stick. You know what I mean?
0: Speaking That's, of putting stuff out there, our boy Led Black Right. He's right. putting stuff out there. Speaking of storytelling, there's a lot of like organic, uh, you know, uh, the wavelengths here. We're all on the same wavelength and a lot of the topics that we're discussing as well. So, Frank, we just went to this event on Saturday. You want to talk about Smoke Signals real quick?
3: Smoke Signals, about five blocks where I was born from. I think it was on 157th and Broadway.
0: 159th, <laughs> Chelas. 159th and Broadway.
3: The owner of Locksmith's new place, uh, Peruvian-inspired food, um, beautiful place. Peruvian, also. okay. Yeah, yeah, and the places are just amazing. Um, I went to see Rachel and some um, Frankie from uh, the former. She was on uh, on uh, the MTV show, right?
0: Yeah, The Heights. Is that what the it Heights. was it called? No, no, no. It was
3: um no. What
0: was it called?
3: It was uh the, the reality Wash show. Watch Heights.
0: So Watch Heights. Watch Heights.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was she was there. Um, obviously Led Black. Um, uh, the guy from Happy Monkey, Ramon. Yourself, I think Dot shot. It's the other individual.
0: Dot shot it, and then Evelyn Indica yes. also told her story.
2: Yes. Um, give us an you know give the listeners some an example of some of these stories, like you know some summaries of what you heard and during these some summ- Well, like, what can you tell us about the stories they told? Well, I mean, the stories were, you know, uh, ins- you know, weed, weed,
3: weed inspired. inspired stories, you know, and how weed helped uh, all these individuals, you know, with, you know, with their lives, different junctures of their lives. So oh. I was ingrained in their lives and um, it was very interesting. Frank, I didn't get were, to see- were you
2: inspired? Like,
3: were you like, maybe I should do this next month? I mean yeah. a few people Came up to me And told me that That's hard man I don't know how you do it Ooh, Rachel That's sex uh,
0: Do it Frank
3: know, That's a little scary for me That's um, I mean, so I'm awesome. used to having you pre-writing. guys On stage with me You know That's that's yeah, up, you can up read there, by your by
0: story Or like yeah. You know I Alright so I, I'm just gonna fill in Some of the blanks Like about the stories Like Um, this was inspired because Lead Black was featured in a moth story. You know, the moth stories, um, that traveling exhibition. And he's done it twice, I believe, once in Jersey and then once at the United Palace. And so he was inspired and I guess his thought was that we are natural-born storytellers, you know, Mm. especially in that uptown community. Think about it. I remember going to visit family there were always a mix of people not just the viejos the viejos the jóvenes sitting on milk crates telling each other stories in front of the bodega right. yeah there's always going to be milk tr- milk crate recliners okay because they'd be rocking <laughs> back on it whenever there's like a high point in the story the viejo rock, <laughs> rocks back on the milk crate like ah, déjame decirte, joven. you know so that was taken uptown to Chela's 159th and Broadway. And some of these stories were like, there was just a variety of stories. You know, Dot Shot is a photographer from uptown, and yeah. through a connection and maybe a little bit of Led's guidance, was able to get a number of his photos and artwork in the film in the Heights.
1: Yeah. And, that
0: was
3: crazy. The so- story behind it was crazy.
0: Yeah. Frank, he spoke about the that his story had a lot to do with the universe, you know, of and, course. and what you put out there and how it came back to him. And, and after, like, so he was talking about his pandemic pivot. I talk about that all the time, that right before the pandemic, he had things lined up, you know, with a celebrity DJ. He was going to be doing his thing. Then the pandemic hit and he started taking pictures and look at where it, it ended him. He's got credits in the film in the Heights. And he's pursuing that career now. Um, he also expressed a great amount of gratitude and I loved his activity. He handed out thank you cards to everybody in the audience and, and, and told them to write something to themselves. And then we all gave it back to him and he's kind enough to pay for the postage. Thanks a lot. Um, (laughs) and he, he's going to mail those back to us in six months. Wow. Don't you love that?
3: Interesting. Interesting. And,
0: and then shout out to Evelyn Indica. You know, Evelyn Indica told a really gangster story about how this woman ran the four corners of an area in the heights.
3: She's like a heights legend. I don't I don't know her personally, but I've heard people mention you mentioned her to me the other day. I've kind of heard her name, you know, through various people.
0: Yeah. So she kind of went from being the hustler on the four corners to taking her love and passion for cannabis to publishing, right? Like she's got like a digital entity. She's part of a cannabis coalition. Um, So she like took her stuff legit, but man, her swag, her street swag, her storytelling ability. I didn't even care what she was saying. I just wanted to hear the woman talk like, oh my God. Um, And then I told my story. And you know what, I, I've spoken about the subject here before on the podcast, but I told my story of how, and these were cannabis infused stories, by the way. Um, my cannabis infused story was how I got to a very dark place in my life when I was experiencing pregnancy loss, genetic abnormalities, um, IVF, IUI, I, 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 I conio, everything mm. I did to get pregnant, um, and how I dialed back to something that really helped me in college, you know, and I like to say I was like the college Kramer of the cypher. I would just kind of roll up. I never <laughs> wow. copped. I never copped in college, but I would smoke with the people that did and it would make studying a lot easier. So when I was going through my depression, I dialed back to those times, high times. And uh... that, that was where the cannabis sort of got infused back into my life. Um and I told the story of the pregnancy losses. I
2: already know my story would be like when I got paranoid on a plane after eating the edible.
0: Oh, I've oh, heard shit. that story. That's a good one. Yeah. You should do it. I'm gonna tell you guys like to Wayne get Brady, you in the next Wayne one. Wayne Brady
2: was there too. He was on the plane, and I saw. I remember oh. him looking at me like, "What the fuck is up with this?" Oh guy?
0: yeah, you did tell us. <laughs> Or so you think. That was the edible making no, you think was. that everybody was looking at you. Stop it. Paranoia. Remember,
2: no, he was looking at me in the waiting area. But I remember before it hit me, I was like, we were like, oh, shit, Wayne Brady's on, like sitting down on the floor waiting for the thing. Waiting for the oh, plane shit! And then when I started bugging out, I was like, yo, is Wayne Brady looking at me? Like, I started bugging the fuck out. Yo, and, yo that's a whole... That was a whole episode man. I wasn't oh ready for God. that You
0: gotta tell Led Led would definitely Want to make that part of That's oh a really God. good story Yo but um, Again shout out to Led Black And Butterfly Treats And Annette Vanessa and Vanessa. Shout yes, out to
3: Vanessa Shout Becky. out to the goodie bags I didn't get a goodie bag I don't. I didn't see it I don't know if they took them all But you told me The goodie bags were on Dude, point I like that
2: swag bag Rachel got yeah. a bunch of edibles Yeah they man What, what, all... what you were you eating? That pineapple edibles Lollipop What the fuck were you just eating? I right had a now?
0: mango lollipop uh,
1: uh, edible? Ooh, mm-hmm. it it, does
2: that. it hit you? Is it, are they semi strong or what?
0: I mean, I feel good. You know? I think,
2: but you have <laughs> you a better, sound. You sound. You sound like smooth. You have a better so like. You, you take them better than I do. Like me, I would be like. I had one gummy bear in L.A. and I just started fucking crawling on all fours in the hotel lobby. (laughs)
0: Acting like a gummy bear yourself, you know? Yeah, I Uh, became a gummy
2: bear. (laughs) (laughs) I was all like soft when you, when you feel me, uh, it's like, oh wow, your texture is so weird now. Yo, but there
0: was a lot of companies actually represented there. Like, I think these goodie bags are really good opportunities to get like products into the hands of like influencers alike, you know, people who are Mm. cannabis disruptors themselves. So it, it was really cool. Shout out to everybody who came through. Shout out to Yaya. Uh, shout out to Frank. Shout out to my girl Erica. Uh, Black Rose was in the building. Yeah. Um, it was a really, really good gathering of folks. Um, and I hope to see this happen again. So events on events on events, people. Um, then let's take it to the New Eurecan Poets Cafe, right? All right. Yo. Well, last... this
2: takes us to our who our guest is. So we'll talk about this event. And it's a perfect it's a perfect lead-in. I think to, so. To wow. guest.
3: I can't I, believe that place is still around. How many years has that place been around? The
2: New Yorkin Poets Cafe, is a, it's, a, it's a, his, a landmark. It's a New Isn't York,
3: York state I think it's a landmark. I'm I pretty sure it's a landmark.
0: But there was, uh, during the pandemic, there it was shut down for a while. Sadly, the founder passed away. Uh, oh, but, shit,
3: yeah. During, during COVID, yeah, you're right.
0: But how... Happy are we to say that the newly appointed executive director of the New Eurekan Poets Cafe is Caridad de la Luz, La Bruja.
3: Oh, shit. Wow. Oh, yeah. shit
0: is right, yo. Caridad, wow. La Bruja, is running the institution. Wow. And I can't think of a better boricua to do it. Seriously. I agree. She's I super totally boricua. Agree.
2: Holy She's shit. Super, yeah, she raps Hard. hard. To yeah the soul. and her, um, yeah. The,
0: the connection to the arts in New York City wow. la bruja is the arts of New York City for 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 boriquas for many latinos i wow. don't think you just boriquas but one.
3: you hit, you hit me you hit me in the head with that one Holy right snap. isn't that a yeah, beautiful
0: yeah. beautiful yeah, hit in the good, head though it's that, a good that's a, that's,
2: that's a nice combination right there and, and that's we gra- why and she graced us with some poetry that uh that night
0: Yeah, so she's uh, and she also told me a big secret. I don't know if I could hmm. tell. I shouldn't say it on the. But all I could say is the New Yorkeran is about to become bigger and better.
1: Oh shit!
0: And it's all under the light of Carida de la Luz. So wow. Yeah, see what I did there.
2: Nice. Okay. Um,
0: So we were there, Jamie. Tell everybody what we was there for.
2: Um, we were there. Uh, it was kind of, kind of the premiere party and q and A Q&A, um, about um, a new, very interesting podcast called uh, Ruby Rosa. Ooh. Ruby Rosa with Christopher Rivas. Ooh. Okay. And Christopher Rivas, uh, actor, writer, now podcaster, author. Ooh. Um and he was I there. can't go any
0: higher. That's it. That
2: does it all. He was there talking about um this podcast which is an interesting podcast because it's it's basically kind of a documentary audio documentary um about Ruby Ro- Rosa or if you don't know a lot of people think that he is what who James Bond was based after. Amazing. Yeah, the Dominican kind of James Bond. Amazing. Like a Dominican James Bond.
0: Amazing. Um,
2: this dude was you know uh just like a ladies' man. Um, you know, he had a lot of, you know, r- raced cars and hung out with important people and celebrities and politicians and this and that. And maybe he was a spy. Who knows? There's mm. some of that in there. Mm. So an, an international man mm. of intrigue. And this podcast is really goes in on this man who I don't think a lot of the mainstream people know about. And we even, I even ask um, Christopher about it. I'm like, how hasn't this been, how doesn't this guy have his own like big budget movie about him because, a biopic, because it seems to me there's a lot of stuff to unpack with this particular man. You know, good and bad and mysterious and, you know, know, controversial uh, and also stuff up up, um, Frank's alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of conspiracy type stuff. So this, yeah, is a
0: yo. it goes
2: deep. It goes deep. And La Bruja um did a Q and A with him. She interviewed him, mm-hmm. and we learned a lot about the show and about him and about the journey to the show and that was great and we he's also so we were like yo let's get him on our show right wow you guys that got him on it. right away
0: well let me just tell you i had the honor and privilege to have been asked to mc a portion of the programming Ooh. and i yeah, was Rachel like yeah richard killed
2: it can i say as a viewer i um, did she was she had the audience in stitches
0: oh sure. how appropriate because stitcher was there and i had them in stitches how great
2: <laughs> she has Stitcher the stitcher i
0: mean just saying they're supporting the ruby rosa Docs. so shout out to stitcher docs
2: um, that is good see that's what she was doing on stage she was just like i
0: was i don't even remember she was like,
2: i didn't even know like rachel's i don't know if you've been working on this but your crowd work is very impressive <laughs> She was just doing like random crowd work Like yo, somebody would walk by Yo, what you drinking? Okay, let me get a drink And then she throws some jokes in there Somebody oh, walked sure. by with a
0: pastelito and I was hungry. I was like, yo, let me get a bite. And he offered <laughs> me, me a bite. Some. I was like, let me get a bite. And he gave it to me. He's like, oh, you took the chicken one? Why you took the chicken? The cheese is the better one. We can make chicken pastelitos any day. When do you get the Dominican cheese? You know, but it was funny. Just it I love messing with people. I love man yeah. on the street or woman on the street. I love just, you know, I'm not really like working on my crowd work per se, but I'll tell you this much. I miss being in front of an audience. So any opportunity mm. that I do post pandemic, now, I'm going to fucking suck you dry hard. You know what I mean? Like, in a good way. I just want to get on stage and I want to have the mic all day, all night and mess with people and bring them to another level. Everybody was just laughing with me. I feel like it was just like You know, we were hanging out. The New Yorican is such an iconic institution, yet it's so intimate. It feels like our sala, like you're Mm. in somebody's sala. Like, you're like, wait, is there plastic on the bottom of this chair? You know, like you feel (laughs) like you're sitting on a couch with plastic on it. Um, And I want to just say that the the evening was really put together fairly, just, you know, inclusive of so much talent and so organized. Um, And shout out to Carlos. Right, for uh, helping, you know, Christopher celebrate his birthday and surprise him with a cake. You know, I gotta say this. You know my past. People have asked me to like hold the cake as we enter and surprise someone for their birthday. And I've dropped it before, you know, like you oh, guys remember snap. I dropped Ariana's cake when we were going to surprise her. <laughs> so nobody don't don't trust me with the birthday cake. But what you can trust me with is like starting or corralling <laughs> For the happy birthday surprise. That right. I'm good at. That, you know <laughs> oh, what I mean? Like, shit. I took a look to my left and I was like, are you ready? And then I was like, okay, didn't the lights. I was like, okay, everybody. And then everybody started singing happy birthday to Chris, which was so nice. Um, shout out to Notch, who was in the building. I haven't seen na Notch in so long. You know me, mean mm. I get bueno. no. used to love that song. He was in the building. Um and so then the Q and a, we learned a lot in that Q and a. we We learned a lot about La bruja too. I loved yeah. that Q and a. I love a good q and a. It
2: was a good q and a. Um, but you know, from that Q and a we we were like, okay, we got some questions of our own. Yes. and we will tell we will ask him. Uh, when we do the podcast so that's what Ooh. we did we are and such uh,
0: new yorkers by the way yes. we did it to claudia forestieri we went to her event and they were like be on our podcast monday okay yeah, yeah. bye like we're strong arming people what's up <laughs> we're guests we're sorry we're, we're not bullies we just really want you and we want to really highlight your your show or your project that's really what it is but we did the same thing to chris we're like wait how long are you in new york what are you doing Monday? Let's go. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, both of those
2: were long interviews. Claudia's was a really long, we, we stayed with her for a while. And um, which is a, you know, is means that it's a good interview. And we also had a, a you know, the, in our interview with Chris is uh, another long, but good one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, it moves pretty quickly and you get a lot of information about um, what he's up to uh, with the podcast, but also in his career, he's doing big things. So
0: big things are going on. But is everyone ready for the interview? We're ready. Tamo ready for Ruby Rosa. All right. Without further ado, here's the interview with Christopher Rivas. Guys, this is the part of the show here on the Latinos Out Loud podcast where we interview someone amazing. I say it every week, every time, and I am going to stand true to it. I really feel that way about this guest, and we're so close to him at this point. We've been seeing him quite often. Please stop your cars cuz I don't want you to clap and drive at the same time. And 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 I don't want that BS thigh clap either that you do in the theater if you're holding wine where you like clap on your thigh. So So please break, put it in park, and put your hands together for podcaster, writer, actor Christopher Rivas. Yeah! Yeah! No side clapping! No! Yeah. You, can do the, you can
4: do the clap that Will Smith did in uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know where he says, he said, my mama got one hand. She clapped like this.
0: Oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> wow. From the clap to the slap. I see you, Will Smith. Okay. Um. Hi. We're not going to talk about the slap, are we? It comes up so often. It really does. Like in comedy it's everywhere. But this is about Christopher Rivas.
2: So, Rachel, you're saying that we've recently seen Christopher. Where did we see him recent?
0: Great question. I have yeah. an answer. Okay. Uh, this is so great because I had the pleasure of being, like, involved. I was part of the crew, you guys. I was part of the crew of this mm, amazing event. Essential part. Oh, okay. stop it. You you were the essential part. You were the guest of honor. Let me tell you what this man did. Okay, it was his birthday last Thursday, and he was also celebrating the launch of an incredible podcast on Stitcher Docs about the life of Porfirio Rubirosa. Who? Right. Let me tell you, Christopher Rivas, we talk about him a lot. I think he comes up quite often when we talk about, you know, like Hollywood sex stuff and like iconic Dominicans, normally around like Dominican heritage celebrations. You know, I I say loosely often, but I will say there's a fascination of his character here, strong, deep at the Latinos Out Loud podcast. So everything- As
2: as someone who doesn't really know that much about him, like I was, I was, and Christopher that night was, had a great Q&A talking about the podcast, um, which we're going to steal questions from. Um but Oh, the, I had the uh, PDF
0: open. It's open on my screen. Wait, Jamie.
2: So we were- yeah, I was just like, oh, this is a fascinating character. Cause I I've heard the name, but I didn't know the in-depth, you know, story of of, of Rudy Rudy Rosa. And this is something that I was like, wow, this it actually was kind of really um super interesting. And so, made me want to see the po- hear the podcast even more.
0: We got to finish hearing about this iconic event that you put together. So you put together a birthday party slash celebration for the podcast at the legendary New Weekend Poets Cafe. And you inserted quite eloquently spoken word poetry by our friend La Bruja. And then All another right. artist. You got to help me with his name. Um,
4: uh, 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 advocate of words. That's
0: it advocate of words who lit the place on fire. I'm sorry. I couldn't remember stuff. I'm not perfect. I don't have a great memory at this point. You know, (laughs) I need to stop popping ginkgo biloba. Seriously. (laughs) Uh, Remember that stuff? Do they still make it? I don't even know if they still make it. Um, So congratulations on a successful event that Jamie attended. I was there. Frank has heard about, you know, and what, let's bring it back. Ruby Rosa, please share with everyone what this project entails, what what people can expect to hear from Ruby Rosa, the podcast.
4: Yeah, so for those who don't know Ruby Rosa, Porfirio Ruby Rosa, he was twice the richest man in the world. Wow. When he was married to Barbara Hutton and when he was married to Doris Duke. Those are two of his five marriages. He was an international polo champion. He was a race car driver. He raced for Ferrari. Wow. Le Mans twice. Le Mans is a twenty-four hour race. Uh, he lived in Hitler's Germany. Fidel's Cuba. Holy Best shit. friends with Sinatra, the Rat Pack. Wow. The Ken- Kennedy. Damn. Uh, he ran guns for Meyer Lansky and the New York City mob. Ooh. Uh, lived in Argentina. Spent most of his life in Paris, uh, and in the DR. And is quite possibly the inspiration for James Bond. Wow. So he was an agent, basically. Well, he was followed by the FBI for 17 years. Did they ever prove anything? Like, did he get arrested? No. Uh, but did they follow him for 17 years and bring him in for questioning? Yes. Mm. Uh, and we, in the do- in the podcast, we we order the FBI documents. You know, we get oh, wow. a all- lot. Incredible. It's crazy. Uh, we read them. That's what funding will do. You know, some funding and some some journalists. But look at the output. Yeah,
0: thank you for funding. This topic is incredible. Has so many layers. This is una cebolla. This is an onion. (laughs) Oh, my God. And the layers don't get... Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jamie. I just want to emphasize that it's still a mystery, right? There's still some question marks associated with the case. Go ahead, Jamie. Sorry, I get very excited.
2: Chris, okay. first of all, how did you come across Ruby Rosa? Was it was this someone that you just kind of grew up knowing about or was this something that you came across semi, you know, recently and was like was just, you know, just got kind of transfixed by this man's history?
4: Yeah. So when I uh, when I was in college, I was a young uh, acting student. And CalArts, like a mainly white conservatory. My homie, who t- was a playwright, sent me an email and said, Yo, Rivas, check this out. And in it was this Vanity Fair article about Porfirio Rubirosa. And I guess I was my earth was shattered, you know, because I know that I know that hundreds, thousands of people had read this article, but nobody. Went on the rabbit hole like I went on. <laughs> nobody, nobody had their whole life changed like I did. Uh, I was obsessed. I told everybody about it. I didn't know why I was obsessed. I Googled everything I could. People in school started calling me Ruby. Um, wow, for Dang. sure. I, you know, like I, everything in my life was like, why is this person? I went to my dad and I said, "Yo, you know about this person?" He said, "Yeah, I know about this person. No big deal." I was like, "No big deal." <laughs> know, <why?" laughs> like. This is epic. This is an epic person. Like, you're Dominican, he's Dominican. Don't you want me to know about epic pe- like epic people? Our people? And so, I felt like the best thing I could do was write a play on mm. the real James Bond was Dominican. Mm. And I wrote Great this Great title. Play. Thank you. <laughs> I wrote this play. We took it around the country. The play quickly uh, became, as much as it was about Ruby's life, it was about my father's life and it was about my own life. Because Uh, Ruby Rosa is really an example of the dangers of being a brown man in this world who needs to be accepted and loved by whiteness
1: Mm.
4: and how whiteness never showed up for him the way he thought it would. Uh, And so I wrote this play, Stitcher got, Stitcher heard about it. And Stitcher said, you know, we can go further. We can really do some work here. And we do incredible things and take incredible journeys. I mean, we travel to places, we talk to people who were there, uh, the night he died, we talked to best friends of his, uh, it's really incredible.
2: Yeah. Wow. Chris, um, so like, what are like, you know, this, first of all, you know, Ruby Rosa has a list of cool things that, that, Kind of stand out, you know, like you mentioned. He treasure hunter, raced Ferraris, oh, blew, a couple you know, of flew. things
0: stood out, boy. Sorry, just a
3: Rachel told
2: Rachel, <laughs> Rachel, me and Rachel had this
3: conversation. Was he really like the, the ladies' man like that? Like Rachel saying, mean,
4: "Was he like that, his? Was he like his era's Don Juan?" I mean, I don't think Don Juan had anything on him. You know,
0: like oh. He was the Don One, okay? <laughs> you know, wow. He, this he's known crazy. as the, the
4: world's greatest. He was the greatest living Playboy, you know, and, and he's known as the last of the Playboys. Uh, oh. and I mean he slept with every major heiress, princess, actress, and waitress of the 40s and 50s. Yo,
0: run down the list real quick. We're talking, <laughs> wait, we talking because we talking Marilyn Monroe. we talking like
2: You've
0: got... Zsa Zsa Gabor, right? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. like, who else? Please give Why us... Why are you a...
2: putting out his business, Rachel? Because yeah. rest in peace, my mom, yo, when I
0: told, my mom also told me about him, but briefly, and she's like, oh, just a story de Papi Chulo of the Republica Dominicana. And I was like, oh, I thought that was my ex from high school. Who's Who are you talking about? But and you know, and and your it was a one-man show, wasn't it, Chris? Yeah. Like I just yeah, wanna I
4: consider it a two-man because we also have an incredible Dominican drummer on stage with me. But mm. yeah. But that
0: was hey, y- you performing. I just wanted to call Correct. that out real quick. I never had the luxury of seeing it, but I heard about it. So yeah, yeah. let's go through that list real quick. Who else was on this list? Because I, I only named uh, It's
4: it's insane. Uh you have a Kennedy in there, you have Eartha Kit.
0: Eartha um, Kit! Oh my yeah.
4: god! Zsa Gabor, Doris Duke, uh wow. Trujillo's daughter Flor.
0: Wow Daniel, uh, Danielle
4: yes. Dariu. That's awesome. um uh the Argentinian uh come on, uh
0: Eva Peron, right? Yes,
4: Eva Peron. Um I mean, Madonna, it's a lot.
2: Madonna. It's- no, no,
0: wait a minute. <laughs> Jamie, Madonna, what is this? She would have hey, to stop.
2: Let me stop my own rumor, all right? Even though they were at different <laughs> times. <laughs> wait a minute. So uh, but why why haven't I seen like a mainstream Scorsese flick about this? You know what I mean? Like. This dude seems like there's so much there. And I'm pretty sure there's been projects. And I, I think I saw, you know, some projects in the past. But noth- Like, why hasn't there been, like, some big budget film about this guy? There's so much there. And I'm pretty sure. And we'll talk more about, like, his demons and, and you know, the other side of Ruby Rosa. Um, but w- why do you think there hasn't been anyone that pounce on this story like you have? Yes.
4: Yeah, so that's why we we talk about that a lot in the podcast. I mean, we meet people. You know, we meet the other me's, the other fanatics, the other people who were like, what? Like, let me make this movie. You know, we meet the people who took Hollywood meetings. Um, Antonio Banderas was considered to play him. Um, wow. of Quincy course. Jones owns most of the rights to his stuff. Quincy yeah. Jones knew him. Quincy, oh. Quincy Jones partied with him. Wow. Um, wow. You know, Quincy Jones got his own little Playboy rap. So I'm sure he's <laughs> you know, looked up to him quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, And we chat with a lot of these people, like, why hasn't this story been made, you know? And uh, are we really in the same world where, you know, we get it. Ian Fleming couldn't make a lead character that was a man of color, you know, that is one of the most successful franchises in the world. He couldn't do it then. He made that choice. It was probably the right choice, you know, at the time. Do we still live in that world now? uh you know it looks evident that sometimes we do right uh you take a gordita chronicles it's a good show in my opinion can't
0: even Mm. get a second season come on man this is like terrible why and
4: and and so you wonder why a ruby can't get that you know and and ruby had his own experience in hollywood he was going to be in a movie with joshua gabor and the united states wouldn't let him do it oh they rejected his 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 work visa and imagine, you know, here's this fly brother, fly Dominican brother stealing all your white ladies. Do you really want that? On- <laughs> oh. you know, do you really want that on screen? That's dangerous.
2: Wow. Hmm. This is
0: deep, Frank. Are your conspiracy horns growing? Like, of are course. you not you know, going? I wanna,
3: you know, I got questions for him all day. I, I mean, I, I mean, I... I mean, he was. I mean, imagine he was an agent, so I mean, he was he was involved with you know with the higher ups. So he, you know, he pretty much he was in the. He was in the thick of things, thick of things back then. So it's it's just so interesting to me, at least. Um, w- w- uh, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go. I mean, I mean, this is something. Now, let me ask you a question. I mean, all this, all, all the studying that you did about him. What some people say that he had a lore about him. Women said that he had a gaze about him that when you looked in his eyes, he, you would melt. What was it about him, his intelligence? I mean, this guy was savvy. This. What was it? Was it the big schlonger? I don't know. What was it? Everything. I mean, yeah. there's so many myths. Well, <laughs> we,
4: can talk about, we can talk about the schlong. Uh, you know. <laughs>
3: that works. I mean, the magic stick, you know. It was legendary. Right. But, uh, I mean, the guys, guys, there's, there's, fo- there's there's stories, you know. It had to be something I, there. I
0: heard a soundbite on the Ruby Rosa podcast that one of the celebrities said 11 inches.
4: Damn, Doris, Damn. Doris, holy Doris Duke sh- said it was like the last foot of a Louisville baseball <laughs> Oh,
1: wow. Incredible.
0: That's a home run right there. Wow. God bless.
2: Woo! Um, <laughs> Doris Duke, he probably was like, you know. If, that next, was, uh, next if up was to texting bat, back then, he would have text Doris like, yo, be looking now with got- that quote.
1: <laughs> holy shit i thought you were gonna
4: say he's texting doris you up you up oh, yeah. oh. no ruby rosa with texting would have like he would have had a, a probably rap like it would have been 5, crazy. more conquests you know he had a couple moves uh one of his moves is uh when after he saw someone one night uh when that person returned to their home their home would be filled with roses
0: Mm. Uh he
4: would send roses. Nice. Uh, to, and it would say with a letter to the
2: most beautiful woman in the world. Mm. Oh damn. Is that um, what Derek Jeter got his gift 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 basket <laughs> <was> from? Probably. <laughs> uh, uh, listen,
0: I'm just gonna yeah. say roses always work. Okay, so Porfiria <laughs> Ruby Rose uh, uh, oh, was, uh was really onto something. mm mm-hmm.
4: uh What else did my boy do? He had a thing about uh, he has a quote and it says, when a woman walks into the room, uh, she is the most important thing in the world, whether she is 70 or 30. No one else can steal my attention. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, women felt like it was like being held. By a fur coat you know it was it was just a comforting gaze and he was all yours and for the, as long as he was yours uh, <laughs> um right. uh,
0: is everybody taking notes side. here is everybody yeah, jotting right. <laughs> this down
1: because this is
0: still relevant chivalry does not have to die okay now i don't agree with all of ruby rosa's ways okay uh there's something to be said about the mujeriegoing and all of that so
3: dominican <laughs> dominican man you can't I, t- you can't take that out you can't take that that out,
0: I, I understand. I wanna get back to the analytical portion of this, the journalistic approach that Christopher and his team took for the Ruby Rosa podcast. Mm. Okay, I don't mean to shift the tone here, but <laughs> I, I cause you know this is comedy, but something that I wanna bring up and that was really touching to me as a listener. Of the episodes that are out right now, people. Um, one of the contributors, an author of a book, uh, someone who was doing a lot of research on Porfirio Ruby Rosa, who was a, a very I think a great contributor to your podcast, Chris. Huge. Sadly passed away. Was oh. it was it two weeks before the podcast went live?
4: Mm. Oh gosh, it was like, yeah, two weeks feels right. It was very sudden. Uh her name is Isabella Wall. The first book I ever read about Ruby is called Chasing Ruby. She wrote that with her husband, Marty Wall. Isabella was a a Dominican woman who discovered Ruby Rosa like I did. Uh, Not Vanity Fair, but in her own way. I think her father, her father tells her about Ruby. And she's like, whoa, we got to make a movie. I got to know about this guy. What's up? Like, she does the first deep dive. FBI files all of the things. Uh, And she was a huge part of this this project um and she wanted so long you know jamie to do that thing to make that movie yeah uh to make that happen to put that story on blast uh and it never and it never hit so i feel like one we got to honor her because i think i think this will be her name in the biggest way it's been seen you know and i feel really grateful that i get to say like we couldn't have done this without you we couldn't have done this without you uh, your hard work, your 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 heart, your energy, your desire, and so yeah, Isabella Wall, um, tremendous love to her husband Marty Wall, and gratitude.
0: I'm so sorry wow. to hear that because yeah. yeah, there's man. there's lots very of very young,
4: 53. Oh wow. Pero, pero
0: qué pasó?
4: Nothing. She uh he just said she had a stroke at 53,
2: perfectly healthy. Oof.
0: You guys.
2: Yeah. Um, definitely uh, rest in
0: peace for her. A. Mm. All right, can I just can I just say the elephant in the room? Can I can I say the elephant in the? Should I, or is her soul? I don't want to disrespect her soul, but isn't that a little odd? No, all the conspiracy around Porfirio Ruby Rosa and this woman who is in oh. perfectly good health mysteriously passes away two oh, weeks wow. before. Hmm. I mean, That's, I sounds like, like me a Frank. That, they, then they coming for me.
2: No, 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 no! no they ain't mean, coming for you, man.
0: I no. got you, man.
2: They ain't coming for you, man. All right, man. this
0: is the thing. I well, f- the podcast
2: does not come. I mean, it's just coming out, so you know. I fuck
0: with Frank <laughs> yeah. too much. This is the problem. Frank is I, gonna
2: come in there. We're uh, gonna fix this. Don't worry I, about it.
0: Frank Spiercy is always in my ear, and now everything that people <laughs> tell me, I'm like, wait a minute,
2: Red wait. Song.
0: I'm I'm just I'm just
2: Rachel about to do a new documentary over here damn. I'm really um, sorry
0: but it was very touching because there's a lot of audio from her and she sounds really excited and she, yeah and she was you could tell she was a heavy contributor to this and has a passion yeah. about the subject may she rest in peace. Um Chris, okay. Now Ruby Rosa, I think I might have asked you this before. Um what uh, it, this is a two-parter. What, if anything, was uncovered through your journalism about Ruby Rosa that, one, stood out to you and, two, made you feel a little bit of Ruby Rosa inside of Christopher Rivas?
4: Hmm. I'll go in reverse. Um, There is a lot of Ruby Rosa inside of me, like a lot. And that's probably why, like anyone who is sort of fixated with him, it's because you see yourself in them. There's this book, Shantaram, and there's a quote in the book. And I say it in the podcast. I'm going to butcher it right now because the book's not in front of me. But it says, life will give you the opportunity for you to meet someone who will show you what you can become or show you what you should walk away from. And I think Ruby is really that for me in, in both ways, an opportunity of, of, of what I kind of already had in me, uh, what I could become and what I definitely need to avoid you know, this, um, this, this endless desire for more and more more and like mm. nothing's ever enough and uh, changing yourself to fit everyone else's eye, everyone else's gaze. So that's what I see. I see a lot of ourselves, you know, uh, I, someone said Ruby chose me and then someone else says to me like, yeah, but you chose Ruby too. You chose each other.
0: Ooh, mm. yeah. We need each other.
4: wow uh, yeah and And, then what surprised me is that the next one
0: well yeah that's part of it did anything stand out Did anything surprise you was there any like oh shit moment that you were like oh shit you know (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm. uh yeah there's no you know i can't i can't say it there is one and uh it's when we talked to his friend who knew him really well uh but i would be I, I can't do it. I can't give it away. No. Duh, duh. Duh. Oh, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that is a good sneak Like
2: people yeah. are gonna want
4: to. <laughs> like, yeah, this. we get we get to meet because basically everyone who knew him died or like is dead or died Yo, very and then and then we met we met the one who's left. Uh and he was with him so much. For so many incredible things, and he tells us something that, like, oh, mind blowing. What? Yo.
0: This case is still open. This is not Caso Cerrado. <laughs> Yo. This is Caso Abierto. Is...
1: <laughs> Caso
0: Abierto. There's so oh, much more. Man. You Okay, Christopher Rivas, you have a lot of work ahead of you. This is like, you can't let go. We are relying on you. This is like, this is this is true crime beyond... I had like this a burst like, of
3: heat that went through my body, man. This is, like, <laughs>
0: this is sex. This is true crime. This is government. This is politics. This is everything.
4: It really is. It really wow. is. Wow. That's what I, I mean. That's why I call him the Forrest Gump of the time. Like, he's the real Forrest Gump. You know how Forrest Gump was at every major event? Yeah. yeah. Like... <laughs> That's fiction, y'all. Like Ruby was everywhere and with everyone, doing everything. The fact that there was only one of him is mind-blowing.
0: Wait, maybe there wasn't. Frank's also of the Yo, mindset. Don't, don't make... Frank has always. I mean, I. Frank, you're. We're too close friends. I can't. Stop, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. Everything is a conspiracy now in my head. Okay.
3: Interesting.
0: Um. There could have been more than one. I don't know. The way you were talking about that at the New and that was really interesting too. Okay, look, I want to move on because not that I want to move on, but there's a follow-up podcast. You, My man, I don't know. Do you sleep? You're working on something else. You wrote a book called Brown Enough, and now there's a Brown Enough podcast. The name in and of itself, first of all, incredible. Tell us more about that. What is it? What can we yeah, expect? So when,
4: when, Brown, when Ruby is finished, uh, we have 10 episodes. On September 27th, I don't go away. I come back. Yes. And I, I come back with a 40 episode weekly show. Oh, wow. 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 Which I mean, you say, wow, but y'all been, you know, like, this ain't nothing for y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a lot for me, though. It feels like a lot. I'm like, ooh, I, when you told me that number after doing, you know, working on 40, I'm like, damn. Like they're, spread out. <laughs> they're spread out, you know?
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: Uh, it's a 40 episode weekly show called Brown Enough, which is uh, based on the book. I wrote a book. You should pre-order Woo-hoo! it. Everybody listening, right. everybody
0: watching. That's it. I, I pre-ordered. Um, Hello.
4: Brown Enough is in a world obsessed with black and white. What is the role of brownness? Mm. What do we do mm. with our brown bodies? And that doesn't just mean Latinos out loud. It doesn't mean Latinidad. It means brownness. It means everyone who feels like I don't clearly identify with whiteness or blackness. You know, where is my where is my home? Uh, so, and most of the world is brown. And, and so I wrote this book where I explore brownness in the world, mainly in America, but also in the world, uh, through my own personal stories, because that's how I tell stories. I use my own narrative and, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's beautiful and I think it's powerful. And most importantly, I think it's needed. Yeah. So that's what the podcast is going to be. We're going to put brown people on blast. That's, that's awesome. Our, that's that's our awesome. And it's it coincides
2: with the book, right? It it's like, the get book, the yeah. book and, and, and listen to the podcast. They, they go hand in hand. Yeah. That's, a, that's awesome. And that you're really taking advantage of all types of ways to, you know, connect to people, right. You know what I mean? Um, which leads me to my question. And I asked you this in the Q and a, um, but I'm going to ask you again, uh working in the podcast medium um did you feel especially as an actor and a performer um did you feel restricted by um that format at any time did you feel like oh i wish i had a visual component to this at this moment or did it free you up in in a way and say you know i can do more here in a different way when it's by it just being audio you know what i mean I think restricted
4: no because I I had a lot of trust in my team. You know, I had a, I had a couple of geniuses named John Delore and Abigail Keel, I... uh, who are who are incredible. And I'm a big believer in collaboration and listening. Collaboration is about trusting, like let others be geniuses. Um, mm. and they will bring more genius out of you. Yeah. Uh, but yes, di- I learned a lot. Like yeah. I learned it's not like writing a play. It's not like writing a TV show. It's mm. not like writing a book. Um, you, you, it's texture. Texture is the big word I take away from what I learned about podcasting and audio storytelling, not podcasting, but change up textures. Where yeah. are you recording? How long are we in here for? What's, what's the depth of the sound like? Where are we coming from? Remind them who's talking. Bring it back. Like this idea of texture. Uh, texture keeps the ears tickled. Um, Ooh.
0: I love and, ear tickling yeah. with audio. <laughs> yeah.
2: What's, are we getting uh, in the podcast, are we getting kind of um actually like audio snippets from?
4: Oh, in Ruby? Oh, you yeah, get, and Ruby it's as beautiful. far as you get, the past. I mean, you get... Reading from his memoir, someone reading from his memoir, you get FBI files, you get interviews with people who knew him, you get interviews with wonderful people like Isabella, you get me at my old apartment in Queens, you get me in the DR, you get me in other countries, you get me in all these places on location, you get me in the studio, you get other experts, you get professors, you get people who study Hollywood, you get Hollywood execs. You get it all. Yeah. You just get this nice blend. That's always yo. you get exes. Uh, I used to date. Uh, I, you know,
0: yo, I want to add in real quick, the sound <laughs> editing. Okay. That is a masterpiece because like, just to talk about what you just mentioned, your road back home to Queens, you know, we hear the door opening. We are really taken inside this journey, we're alongside you step by step. It's eerie. You know, it's one of those. Yeah, it's I don't know what it is about this medium. And I say that in a very biased way because I'm a podcaster. I think it's uh, I'll nerd out for a moment when I say that I think it's the most engaging medium out there in the planet right now, other than maybe talking. But if not more so, because sometimes you talk to people you really don't want to fucking hear, you know, like at least (laughs) when you tune into a podcast, you're listening to something you really want to hear. You chose it. You selected it on the dot. You know what I mean? So to to add to the sound editing portion of podcasting, where we're going, shout out to Augusto, who's our sound editor. Who even makes our comedy and everything we say better with musical interludes and segues and all that crispy stuff.
2: Straight out of Mexico City.
0: What? (laughs) 4,800. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you... You also, tell me about your involvement, if any, in that process. Were you down to the editing? What was it like working with Stitcher Docs? Because I don't even know if everybody knows, like, we know Stitcher. Stitcher Docs? And Stitcher Docs, thank you for investing in this project Mm. about a Dominican icon. We need to celebrate that as much as we're celebrating and now not celebrating Gordita Chronicles. But we were celebrating just last week. Fuck.
4: (laughs) You know? I think you're right. Uh, you you need to shout out s- podcasting Stitcher yes but podcasting for giving money to stories that deserve money yes,
1: yes. yeah and
4: desto- and deserve to be told uh, and there's proof in their success and so why Hollywood which is like a term that starts to get a little bitter in my mouth you know mm. like uh, why Hollywood hasn't picked up on that uh, is 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 still kind of mind-blowing uh but Ooh. sound editing the sound editing is incredible um that's casey uh casey at stitcher that's john delore john delore is like a. a when i say a legend i really mean it y'all if y'all get into the john delore <laughs> universe you're gonna be like oh, this dude is a freaking legend wow <laughs> um he's a legend in the game uh and i and again i just trusted i have to trust uh that these people who brought me on know what they're doing believe me y'all, i wanted. I wanted things. I wanted it to come out quicker. I wanted it to not take so long. This this thing took years. Mm. Uh, and, And it's worth it. And it's worth it. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm going to switch the dial if we're talking about the dial. I think I'm referring to an FM dial because I'm old school. So uh, let's go to uh, not Hot 97. Let's go to Hot 2021 because in 2021 and 2022. So in continuing, you play Oscar Mayim Bialik's man, right? On Call Me Mm -hmm. Cat. Let's talk about working on that show a little bit. Yo, but like not a lot of Latino representation in that cast. So you're holding it down.
4: By not a lot, you would mean... None. Yeah, yeah, you. you. <laughs> <laughs> no one
1: else except for you. So, no, wait, so you,
2: Ruby Rosa blo- you Ruby Rosa Blossom, right? <laughs> is that <laughs> what, what I mean? Ruby Rosa Blossom! That is, if,
4: the, if, the, if the show was on HBO, yeah. <laughs> Word!
0: Did you Ruby Rosa 6? Because I thought 6 was hotter than my than Blossom. I thought they were both hot, but I, I do All right, All right, here we go.
4: Six, 6 came on the show. Unlike uh second season episode one, there was like a blossom reunion. Yeah, yeah. They all came through. Uh, you know, working on the sitcom has been a uh has been a blessing. It's been a it's like theater. You know, it's the closest that uh that medium has to live theater. Uh it is as old as as I love Lucy, you know? Wow. And uh, Whatever people feel about that movie, when you watch it, you're like, "Damn, this this freaking Desi Arnaz created something! Wow, mm. you know what? An, what a legend! What a mind! What a thinker! Uh, that's a brown man. That's a Cuban man uh, ooh, who ooh. has that's his it, own eh? who has his own who had his own <laughs> studio. Um, but yeah, I get to work on a sitcom. It's such a blessing that cast is uh, talented, top to bottom." Uh, Better than their talent is their hearts. Uh, The only way I would have, the only way I think I come on as a series regular after being a guest is uh, a bunch of people who had open hearts uh, and never made me feel like I didn't belong. And so I just am grateful to play and grateful to be uh, more representation on the screen because we need more, lots more.
2: Yo, I think, I don't know if you work with Leslie Jordan, right, but he- I think I saw him. I know. I'm pretty sure it was him. He was doing something on one of these uh, New York City tour buses. He was they were, <laughs> they were filming it, and he had a mic, and he's interviewing people. So he must maybe he was doing something for the talk show. But I was like, oh shit, that's like uh, Leslie Jordan, legend, um, legend, uh, uh, yeah.
4: legend, <laughs> truly, truly a legend.
0: Well, okay. Speaking of legend and a legend in the making. Christopher Rivas, and I keep <laughs> addressing you by your first and last name. It just has a really nice sound to it. You're, you have a great name.
2: Can I call you Ruby Rivas? Right. Oh, yeah. that's
0: really good.
1: I'm sure someone
2: has someone oh, can
0: I shorten you. that to Ruri we, instead of Riri? Like maybe Ruri. No. Ruri. Mm-hmm.
2: We're going. We workshop R-U-R-I? that one. I like Ruri. Yeah. You sound like you're like slurry. That's like drunk slurry. Ruri. Ruri.
0: Ruri. All right. I do have a question. Listen, your, your background, your experience is really impressive. I'm going to do some show dropping right now, people. You may have seen uh-uh. this guy. Right. You may have seen him on Shameless. You may have seen him on Two Broke Girls. You may have seen him on Grey's Anatomy. Um, right. You may have seen him on NCIS. You may right. have seen him on Glow, New Amsterdam. I mean, right. obviously call me Kat. I want to go back to Latino representation. You're working your ways on sets, through sets. You know, you're getting to know a lot of people in this journey. Talk to us about how you represent being Latino on set. Are there things that you've got to culturally shift in scripts and lines that you're fed? Do you feel that we are shifting the needle here? Is there still a lot of work to be done I know I asked you a lot. I tend to ask loaded questions. so (laughs) I'll just load it with three bullets. That's it. The rest are empty. The chamber is yours.
4: I think there's tremendous work to be done. I think the work is happening. I think it's happening slowly. I think most writers are white. I think most executives are white. Most people who sign checks are white. Uh, let it be known right like from my mouth to god's ears it is nice to receive big checks my goal is to be the one signing them
1: oof that nice. is
4: that is when change happens ooh, ooh. uh when when people who look like us uh come from where we come from get to make some executive decisions uh and this is happening slowly i'm not going to say no i'm just going to say it's slow you know uh that, that needle to be pushed has a lot of pressure against it from years and years and years of other stuff. Mm. Uh, I Kimas, there was a lot. There was a lot there. It's a, a lot. lot, it's a lot. Uh, it's...
0: Representing on set your culture, yeah. are there lines that you're uncomfortable saying that you asked yeah, to there's, shift? There's
4: there's lots of moments. You know, there's when a director says, you know, not so much with the ethnic hands.
2: Um, oh. You know. There's. Uh... I've told that to Rachel a couple of times.
0: Yeah, and look at, look at my hands. Look, they're folded with
2: the crazy just like, glue. I'm easy like... with the you hands. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, um...
0: but if not, I would be like this, and then I would hit the mic, and then I go so it's gonna be like in the mic, and then the audio sounds terrible, so I have to sit like this. <laughs>
2: it's Like we just uh... asked you for extra butter on the movie popcorn. Don't use the F- ethnic yeah. hands. It's not that serious. Wow. Yeah. What the uh, fuck? What
0: are ethnic hands? Like this? Or I don't like, know. Like, like what is it's, it's ethnic hands? Like we're doing the Macarena? What is this? It's it? moving your hands, you know?
4: <laughs> think about it. Like think about from old movies to new in an Italian. You see an Italian uh, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. this. That's yeah. what they're doing. That's that's the acting of an Italian guy in New York. Like Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um it's what we've it's what we've we've sort of put on them, which really just means life, right? Which really just means passion. Uh, which really just means heart, you know, and and care about what what we're doing. Right. We're
0: emphasizing. We're just emphasizing with these hands. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to punch anybody, but if you get too close, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But no, we're just trying to emphasize. That's it.
4: Uh, uh, and there's other little, you know, I got, I got, uh, I don't want to sort of give it away, but I have a wonderful thing about salsa dancing and, and being and working in my book. Uh, and it's, it was this really powerful moment for me. Uh, powerful in a way where only later does it become in the moment it kind of hurts but later can it become empowering when you take it back and you and you reclaim it um but yeah we we got a ways to go but we're going there i know we're going there because you know one season of uh is better than no season
0: that's true Um, that's true it'll find a home one is
4: better than none And, and, and this is happening. It's starting to happen. It's happening more and more. Just the fact that we can say another show canceled after one season is, is, is progress because Mm -hmm. we got to say another show. Um, so I'm not all doom and gloom. Uh, yeah, I do want to see more of us working, not as day players.
2: Chris, uh, we we about to land this plane, you know, we're all putting our seats on our back in our upright position, Um, Mm. but before we go, uh, we usually ask, and you know, this is a cliche question to some, but whenever we have someone who's doing their thing and being successful at it, we like, we like them to give some sort of advice to our listeners that, you know, um, uh, you know, just some wisdom that they've picked up, um, along the way that has helped them on their journey to where they're at now. And you're at really good place right now, um, doing big things, um, and really interesting things as well. So if you have any words of wisdom to impart on, on the Eloheros, the Latinos allow audience Ooh-hoo! right
0: now for us. Mm. Uh, Eloheros, two
4: things.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen up, Eloheros.
4: One is uh, Nipsey Hussle talked about the marathon. and I And I love that because it's, it is true that you just need to sustain. You know how we talk about sustainability? Yes. like Recycled, sustainable. You need a sustainable life. You need a sustainable heart. You need a sustainable passion. Like if, if you stay around long enough, whatever you care about, people are going to fall off. They're going to drop off. But if you can sustain, if you can persist, if you got grit 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 and you can just keep going and it doesn't break you the nose don't break you the you just got to sustain and so you have to do whatever you need in your life right that's faith that's a partner that's friends that's community that's cooking yourself pasta on Thursdays mm-hmm. whatever you can do to sustain in your life that's what you got to do that's sustain one. i like that two
0: there's more is- people
4: Last one. Last one. No, keep it
0: going. If you have to sharpen pencils, (laughs) do that real quick right now. I use a pencil. Go ahead. Uh,
4: Two is put your freedom on blast. Right. Freedom out loud. I feel like no one paid attention until I until I started. Caring less about them and putting my freedom on blast. Like put your freedom on blast, whatever that means to you, like. Be honest, be transparent, uh, talk your shit, like mm. say what you know, but also say what you don't know and own it.
1: Yeah, uh, I like
4: blame it. elegantly, you know, blame them for the shit, but also blame them for the joy. Thank them for the shit, but thank them for the joy. Like put your freedom out loud. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I got.
0: One more wow. rule of, Rule of three. Come on. The give Rebus us one rules, more. Let's go. Rebus, the Rebus
2: Rebus rules. rules. That's the next
0: <laughs> one. Give us a bonus. Yo, right? I was going to say you should write a book, but then I was like, duh, he already did. But you should write another one. and um, Do you have one more for us or maybe a personal one that maybe like that gets you by with the personal day to day? Uh,
4: My personal one as of late mm-hmm. is about... uh. It's about making space in my life. Uh, This world is very good at telling you, especially it's really good at telling bodies of culture that we have to do more and be more and get more and work harder. And it's not enough. And I empower everyone to just take a sec to say, it's enough. I am Mm. enough. I get to take a nap. I get to rest. I get to sit back. I don't got to do another thing and I and, and none of that shit defines me. I am enough.
0: I if am you enough. You want to move
4: after you say that and you want to go make some shit beautiful. But you enough. You don't got to prove it to nobody.
0: Can we all say it? Like I'm Oof. serious. Like let's all say it. Jamie Frank LOLetos. I, I am enough.
4: <laughs> I am enough. I
1: am enough.
2: One, two, three, I'm four. Doing enough. Enough. I'm doing it with I'm doing with ethnic hands, so you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I already whipped one out. Look, I, I yeah, broke free. I, I broke free, but I'm not yeah, going to no. use two. <laughs> oh,
2: for emphasis. I am for emphasis.
0: Um, Christopher Rivas, I just want to say I am so thankful to have connected with you out in Napa. Shout out that to a Napa. Way to connect. Uh,
4: what a great way to connect
0: yo pero shout out to like the hive the latino hive Mm -hmm. richard and everybody and you know we out there in the vineyards i love that you really bring your spiritual out like you're not ashamed i could see you're a spiritual dude and i love the tranquility about you because you do have a lot going on to be so tranquil i'm like oh my god how is he doing it um you ain't
4: on the inside (laughs)
0: no. <laughs> well c- congrats on everything and also congrats for like being that dominican can opener and opening up the can
3: dominican can opener, a whole snap wow. he's opening up like these... a new tool
0: i'm saying though there's not a lot that have the bravery to really do the this and and through a journalistic eye, nonetheless, he's doing all this research, FBI files, people. Like, I can't imagine how much you had to read and dissect and write down and unpack. Did you have like an NCIS like board? Like, did you have a laser <laughs> pointer? Like an SVU you
4: know, what's, board? What's funny with about Polaroids? FBI files is when you get FBI files, they redact things. They get to choose what you see.
1: Oh. Like, so you get, any, yeah, any, yo. you get to ask
4: for any you uh, get to ask for any FBI file but they get to choose what you see so you'll have moments where it'll be like Ruby Rosa walked into black line black line black, <gasps> line, black line black line black line and then when leaving black line <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you gotta do like Mad Libs and you gotta add you gotta your crazy own crazy Mad Libs like. <laughs> uh. hey kids
0: let's play a game give me a person uh Pee Wee Herman alright give me a place uh, David Busters. <laughs> that sounds like fun. A Ruby Rosa board then you game. Just hey, get,
2: then you just get all random facts. It's like I didn't know he owned the elephant.
0: Right. <laughs> Listen, merchandising sky's the limit here. Okay, you got a lot, a lot you could do here. Ruby Rosa. We got merch.
2: Go get the merch. Hey! Oh, the merch is dope. Yeah, we were, we were when we were live at the Q and A. We saw all the merch. Get the merch. The, 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 merch the is sweaters. Tight. I want to get the sweaters, even though it's crazy hot in New York right now. Um, I want to get it early
4: so I'm ready for fall. A hoodie, you know right? The Ruby, oh. the Ruby Rosa merch is tight, and you get that at like um you can get that online just at you'll you'll see it on Stitcher, but Popswag.com slash Ruby Rosa. But the brown enough swag, oh shit, Yes, them. Tell him we got tell we got some hoop earrings that say brown on one, enough on the other. Ooh.
0: Oh, these things are fly. Yo. I guess I'm gonna be wearing some
2: hoop earrings. It's- Okay. Look,
0: even <laughs> even wearing headphones doesn't stop me from wearing hoops. In case you haven't noticed, <laughs> nah, okay? Rachel,
2: she, Rachel's rocking hoops right now. If you're just yeah. listening and not you watching, know how, this, she's you know there's it. like
0: yeah, there's, you know there's like permanent makeup. I wish I can get permanent hoops, like just to like permanent be hoops? glued into my ear and they could never fall off. And and like anti like yank proof because the toddlers and the kids yank a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I have earlobes. If Frank, like
2: if Frank wore hoops, he'd look like Mr. Clean. That's oh. true <laughs> That, be that wouldn't be a bad thing you
1: absolutely
0: right day. Like the Latino version Senor limpio You know um, <laughs> Mr.
4: Clean's yoke
0: Yo is, is Mr. Clean canceled? Is he okay? Is is anything? No, I, yeah
2: yeah. Wow. No. All right <laughs> He's I'm just He's, checking no.
0: in I'm just checking in A yeah. lot of these people I mean Aunt Jemima She's done you He's know? more
2: sexualized This now though the last commercial, yeah. he was like grinding on his mop and shit. So, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Mister Clean, man. Like, you I know. think
0: being bald is in right now. So are curls, guys. So you guys are good. Bald and curls, I think, mm. are very in right now. Um, <laughs> Christopher Rivas, I think we have to wrap up, but I would love to ask a final question. If you will, just share any new, Maybe. any, any botiche, about what you working on or like Ooh. anything you could tease us with? You got coming up.
4: Uh yeah, we got uh so we've got the two podcasts. We have the book. Uh we're gonna be probably coming to your city to give like a talk, a workshop, or a book signing. So we're gonna have, that's gonna keep us busy. And then we are uh we being I, I have like a I, I consider myself a, t- a part of a team. That's uh, right. We're sh- we're shooting a couple of things. Uh yeah, so there'll be there'll be ways to uh to hang with your boy.
0: Okay. Yes, we love it. Please one time for Christopher Rivas, check out the podcasts. There's two and also follow him. Christopher, please drop your handles so everybody can follow you.
4: Uh Instagram Christopher double underscore Rivas. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right.
0: Thank you so much Thank for coming y'all. on the show.
4: We did that it. Was so we did it.
0: Fun. All right.
2: I appreciate y'all. Love yes.
0: it. We love you. We support you. We're watching. We're watching, we're supporting. Thank you, Chris. Don't you just love what he's uncovering through his art? Shout out to Christopher Rivas. Wow.
2: He dropped John, he dropped some dimes right there. Wow. Yeah, and it's a topic that I think is he found a good topic. Like just Ruby Rosa character. Um, there's a lot of layers to that dude, so.
3: I'm interested to find out more. i might have to help him with the investigating, the frankspiracy and stuff. Ooh, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna have to reach out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can help. I think I could, you know, Your do some angle.
0: journalism work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: and I... I don't know if we hit this in an interview, but like, there's some people that don't like Rubio Rosa. So they think he was like- Really? I, well, because um, he was a womanizer? Well, I brought you know that up example? a little uh, bit
0: about the being Yeah, we brought Diego, it up a little bit, but little I don't bit, think we
2: but... really went in on it, um- so if you're listening to the interview, you're like, hey, this guy was horrible. I I I'm I'm pretty sure um Christopher goes through all the spectrum of this man from what he learned, you know, the bad you know, the demons that this dude had and all the and, you know, it's not all positive. Like any 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 documentary is gonna show all warts and all. So um definitely it's not like celebrating this guy, but you know this guy had a life and it's a very crazy and interesting one to, to learn about so oh yeah it's definitely worth checking out and and finding out more um again the good and the bad so check mm. that out on love stitcher
0: it. love i gotta it. hear
2: this i gotta hear this i gotta hear this
0: all right guys do you want to hear some kello let's
3: do it okay let's do it Un, two, three,
0: It's time for some shout outs gather around the campfire. Uh, okay. What are we gonna do? Who wants to go first? Should we do it at the same time to make it sound chaotic and people decipher what needs to be heard? <laughs> or that's not a good idea on an audible that's, medium. No.
2: Yeah, it might hurt people's ears. But um, that's how my family
0: talks. I'm used oh to it. Man. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to start, because I, I want to give big ups to the peeps at Yero.com. Hi, Ooh, hi, my yep, yep, yep. Yero.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. Yes. Right. They always have the lowdown on the latest stories impacting Latinos, and we love them for it. Mm-hmm. We so do. So you don't know, now you know. Um, so go to Yero.com to find out what they're all about. Because right. I, I haven't even scratched the surface. Um, I, I don't know why out. I changed my voice there. Uh, but, and also, if you want to follow me, Jay Ferns uh, Instagram uh, and Fern's Twitter. And I'm not TikToking right now. I have a TikTok, but I don't even use it. So uh, Franklin Nibs. Uh, real quick, I just want
3: to give a shout out to a few of our friends. Uh, first off, uh, Calexo, the New York Latino Film Festival, is coming up in September. Right, so, guys, get dates. ready.
0: We have dates.
3: Yep. It's a September. I think it's September the first, of week, or week of second week in September. Just get ready. Get get the get the engines revving. You know what I mean.
1: Yeah. I also want to give a, a quick shout
3: out to our boy Danny Hastings. Um, in mediating a, a situation with a Tiger video, him and the real American Cholo um got together and they Is mediated tiga? the situation it, with Tiger, where Tiger did this video yeah, with, t-y-g-a, with uh, tiga. a lot of Latinos, Tiger, Tiger, T T. T Y G A. I think he went. We're yeah, just I think messing up the, artist uh, names names the, yeah, Sorry, the artist's names today. Sorry, artist. But anyway, <laughs> it was a sensitive so. <laughs>
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right who yeah, i heard
1: yeah,
0: is yeah, also yeah. He's, uh, he's pursuing a rap out. career now that you know winnie the pooh <laughs> there, is you guys. out of there you no. know but anyway
3: shout out to danny that he he mediated the situation which could have gotten you know really crazy uh, tigger decided to take down the video because a lot of latinos felt it was you know offensive and they mediated i loved it they spoke about Wait, it like danny man,
0: hastings is a hip-hop yes. mediator
3: yeah man i he didn't mediated. know that yeah. Well, it's he's a, un- a hip-hop
0: he's, photographer, so I, I guess he knows how to, like, buffer the right. situation. Right, and he was, yeah.
3: you know, he, he, he saw the video, and he thought it was very demeaning towards Mexican-Americans, and, you know, there were some images there he thought that Tigger shouldn't have had, and, you know, Tigger went on this guy, you know, American Cholo's show, and they spoke about it, and, and, you know, very, very good conversations, where I think, again, like, even between us, we have to have those conversations, you know what I mean? You know, he sat down with this guy, American Cholo, and they sat down and they spoke about it, you know, and he decided, you know, in good faith, he took it off the uh, he took it off his YouTube channel and um, he's not supporting it anymore. And I thought it was a good thing. Um, I also want to give a big R.I.P. to uh, uh, Bill Russell, the great uh, NBA center. Right. I also want to give uh, an R.I.P. to Nichelle Nocles, uh from Star Trek, uh, La Morenita. She just passed away yesterday. Vieja, that was like, si. Yeah, that was like my first Muranita I loved on Star Trek, one of my favorite shows. And rest wow, in peace to those Frank. two greats. Wow.
0: Thank you, guys. <laughs> I, Frank, I love your shout outs. You know, you you take the time to craft them. And I really appreciate that. That's dope.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Um,
0: my shout outs, I, I want to shout out our friends over at NGL Media. Shout out to the Bens, oh, I man, Ben Leve, Ben that. De Jesus. shout out to Dave Chattel. Wow. And shout out to our friend and an icon in our comedian comedy space John Leguizamo Ooh. for the big power move. Um there's an article in the Les- Los Angeles Times. Um basically they have acquired or merged, I should say, with Go Digital Media Group. Uh Me Too. Y'all know me Me too. too.
3: Yes. Oh man.
0: Me too. The LA based digital media company, uh, storytelling and videos that target Latino audiences. And they also have a 14,000 square foot studio in LA that I've visited before. And that is incredible. So like, that's a power move. We're seeing, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, NGL, NGL has been a supporter of us as, you know, some of us as individuals and, you know, we've been working with them in their initiatives for years now. Um, I think this is a power move and it goes to what we were talking about before. We need more decision makers that get it. Mm. So this could be a move in a really good direction for us as far as content. So let's Shout stay, out to Ben! Shout let, out to Ben, man. Yeah. He, he
3: hooked us up, man, when he went to Miami. He always gave us—he gave us a lot of love. His you know dad, what I'm his saying? family. Yeah, yeah. Down Shout to out letting to us
0: rock in his Airbnb. Down to letting it you facts. go through his closet for edibles. You know what I'm his saying? Brother, like, his
3: brother gave us mad love. Took us around Miami. Right. Yeah,
0: man. You know. Rest in peace to his other brother. Little, like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Little,
3: or, your brother. Yup, yup.
0: And, uh, these are guys that have been working hard, you know, and, uh, really happy for them. And, um, I think this is, this is really something that we can stay close to and report back on. Um. And I think that we can expect some power moves. And also I want to add, shout out to Joe Bernard. I saw Joe Bernard at Danny Hastings art installation that we went to last week. So love it. Um, Okay. You can follow me at Rachel La Loca. There's some more stuff coming up. We got our road to... Uh, a milestone episode up ahead so keep rocking out with us wanna thank all the eloleros the advertisers and then we gotta thank our team behind the microphone don't we people
3: yes do it
0: All right, Jamie I know you usually like to lead but if I may I'd love to I'd love to shout <laughs> out first of all <laughs> people <laughs> known <laughs> <him laughs> as <laughs> PDP Paco, de Pablo! Yeah, producer behind the scenes PDP 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 PDP, yeah. PDP 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 PDP. Um and we also have to shout out Missy Hernandez, yeah. a, po- producer extraordinaire. I Missy yeah. And of course, we have to shout out mucho Augusto, gusto. mucho gusto, hey, Augusto, you the man. On the sound editing. I write. And everybody over at Sonoro who's doing big things. They got Library. some new podcasts out there. So check out the Sonoro, uh, what's it what like, rep, right? Library, repertoire. They got Repetitor. an arsenal. An arsenal of some powerful podcasts coming out on the waves. Uh, thanks for rocking that with Latinos out loud. We will talk to you next week. On that note, we are out. Brah!